Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com
pandemonium. Chaos. <laughs> Destruction. Everybody run for your lives. Pandas. That's what I was involved in, Japes. Yeah. Man. I was worried about you. Were you? Well, I thought, you know, that you just jumped right in there. There's no way you were even up at that point, were you? I wasn't, but you know that I get up at random times okay. and then start checking the phone. So, like, I may not be up right then, but I'm up at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning being like, holy shit, what happened? And for the audience who does not follow the greatest Instagram on the planet, mine, at stjamesstjames, I was at the McGregor-Khabib fight over the weekend in Las Vegas. Holy shit. First of all, I'm a huge McGregor fan. Right. Like, he's my... I would love to hear how you feel about this. Yeah, and I'll I'll get into it, because he's my dude. That is... I have always, since I was a very small boy... Uh, Were you ever small? Yeah. uh, Tiny. Uh, I can fit right in your arms. I've always loved big personalities in sports. Uh, Muhammad Ali, Ricky Henderson, uh, Deion Sanders, yeah, uh, OJ, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I mean, there's there's a laundry list full of people who yeah. that I, because I, I, I view sports sports also as not only being great but entertainment as well. I want to be entertained. If you're gonna pay money to go and see somebody. I don't want to see these boring fucking snoozy people. But that's why I'm so down for steroids in certain sports. Cause yeah. I'm like not contact sports, but like, you know, baseball and stuff. Cause yeah. I'm like, I want it to be fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, I, I still look, I still gravitate towards personalities, especially ones that are great. And going back to the first person I said with Ali, what made him great is he backed it up. Same with Ricky Henderson, same with uh, Ric Flair, same with all these, all these guys were great. I don't like anybody who talks shit and it, it isn't good. There's a guy right now named Adrian Broner who's great at talking shit, but he's just not that great of a fighter. So it just kind of... Do you like Mayweather? No. Is that your jam? I, I don't like Mayweather. And it's, it's the same... To, yeah. but, but here's the thing. It's the same reason, though, that I don't like Khabib. And Khabib beat McGregor on Saturday night. Mayweather is boring. So for as much shit as he talks, if he could knock people the fuck out like McGregor, I think he would be an all-timer like Ali, where everybody still talks about Ali. You still see clips of Muhammad Ali screaming at people and all this shit. Right. Then he knocked people out in the ring, and it was spectacular. McGregor just, I mean, uh, Mayweather just runs around for, you know, yeah, a half yeah, hour, no. collects That's the money. That's always how I feel. I, yeah. I never understand how people are like, well, he's never lost. I'm like, he just runs away. Right. And, and that's, that's the biggest issue with this. Um, same with Khabib. Khabib is great. And yes, he beat McGregor on, on Saturday night. But it is such a boring style of fighting that it, you know, it came down to grappling and like a choke move that opened, you know, it got him submitted, whatever. The fight is over and that's it. And it's my favorite it, apparel. Tap out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's unsatisfying. Uh, yeah. The, the the only thing that was satisfying about it was him jumping over the fucking cage and kicking somebody in the head. So today, it is less about what he did in the ring versus what he did out of it, and that's the only reason you give a fuck about Khabib. Because while they were standing up in the ring fighting McGregor versus Khabib, kicking the shit out of one another, it was great. And then Khabib, I think, realized, hey man, I, I'm I'm not going to beat him this way, so I'm gonna have to wrestle him and get him to the ground or whatever. And it's just like, ah, God damn it. Yes, you won. Yes, you are great. Same with Mayweather, but it's boring to watch. And then 
He jumps over the fucking cage. But then you're like, where was that inside the octagon? Yeah. Like, uh, that, do you know what I mean? To me, that was the best part where I was where just Where was that like, passion? Holy shit. And I'm sitting about two rows behind ringside. So if you saw my Instagram, like the footage I was able to get is, is absolutely insane. I feel like people were like walking by you. You know, they like walk in the tunnel. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right where, that's where I was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I was right above the tunnel. And, you know, there, that's an arena where you don't want to get ringside because there is no risers. So you're not above anyone. It's just folding chairs down there. Yeah. Literally just folding chairs. So if somebody's taller than you or somebody stands up or whatever, it's like uh, uh, being in gen pop at a concert where you're, you're down close to the stage where it's like, Hey man, if you're not tall. Yeah. Congratulations. No. Also getting out of there because it's just 50 folding chairs across. is a nightmare if you have to take a piss or get a drink or whatever. Right. So having been to that arena before, for another championship fight for that Cormier fight, uh, we, you get them about two rows off a of ringside, so you're up a little bit, and mm-hmm. so you have a nice view. You know, into it, you can you can sit and do whatever you want. And uh, holy fuck, man! I mean, that was I don't know thirty, forty feet in front of me. It felt like that that whole shit. That was on my side. That's where I was sitting too. Oh yeah, and it was it was crazy. It was one of those things where, as a as a kid, I remember watching. Obviously, the Holyfield-Tyson fight where he bit his ear off. And that mm-hmm. was that kind of pandemonium as well in the ring. Mm-hmm. I also remember a kid, uh, another Holyfield fight, ironically, versus Riddick Bowe, where Fan Man, the guy on the fan, flew in from outside oh, the yeah, stadium yeah, and yeah, crashed yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah, the yeah, ring. Yeah. And then people were beating the shit out of him. Like oh. That's what that felt like to me. And I was there. And I was like, oh, shit. This is fucking nuts. Like This is absolute chaos. And... In there, once you're in there and you can see it unfolding in front of you, there was nowhere for those people to go. So, I mean, I, like people were running like it was like a fucking bomb went off. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really insane. Well, you've got an animal, like uh, a trained animal that's gotten out like of a bear. the cage, like essentially, bear, yeah. Yeah. and he's hyped up. What exactly happened? From your perspective there. Well, Somebody talked shit to him or whatever? Yeah, the, the McGregor's coach before all of this started was talking shit to... Had talking shit about Khabib and vice versa and everything else. And then Khabib... They're all talking shit. They're all talking shit. That's the way the fight game works. And, uh, and then he, he jumped out into the crowd. Now, a lot of people will say, did he, did, it for, did he do it for publicity for the rematch or, you know, hype... I don't I in this in this instance I don't think so and I'll tell you why when you're jumping from that high up out of the ring uh cuz it, it it I would this is just a guess I would appear it appears that the the cage is about 8 feet high mm-hmm. and then you're on top of that and then just to get down into the the rows that are underneath it it's probably another 6 feet so you're jumping about 14 feet about a story and a half off of a thing barefoot that's some like bath salts type shit. Exactly. And, and, and you're trying to <laughs> Barefoot. kick. You're trying to kick someone midair 14 feet above the air in the audience. It's really difficult to do or next to impossible. And you also don't know how you're going to land. And again, with all those metal folding chairs, there's no soft landing there. Oh, God. So however you're. concrete. It's no, concrete yeah. underneath it. So there, there's no padding. There's no nothing down there. So how, however you're going in and going to land. 
you're fucked either way. Like you, yes, you might get the guy that you're intending to kick, but not before you fall and hit the ground. And you know, there's going to be 80 other people around you kicking the shit out of you. So, and then what about the people that came into the ring to fuck up McGregor? Now that to me was justified because McGregor was the one who tossed the dolly into the bus. Yeah. Trying to, to kick the shit out of his friends. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I, I personally have with is, is him jumping out of the ring because there's, those are just normal people out there right. who paid a shit ton of money to be My at this God, fight. My God, can you imagine? No. So like I saw, and you, you look, you've been to a lot of these high profile events with me yeah. where when you get to a level like that and shit is so expensive, it's a lot of high rollers who are bringing prostitutes. And I'm saying this in a, a totally dead serious way at this point. Yeah. W- with that comes you know women are in ball gowns and wearing thousands and jewelry and, mm-hmm. and shit like that like and to see them sprinting the fuck out of there or getting chucked out of the way or hitting the head with shit like is wild now if you want to go into the ring you know who's in the ring it's mm-hmm. gonna be mcgregor and his people or whatever like it's s- contained y- yes so you're not you're not having it's it's nobody who bought a ticket is allowed into the ring yeah the people that were talking shit are in the ring and uh, same with boxing Go, go inside the, the fucking cage. Go in the ring. Uh, that, to me, fine. You're, you're, if you're pissed off about it, fine. No, no big deal inside the ring. Who gives a shit then? Jumping from the fucking top story into strangers, that's an issue. Uh, right. so, same with WWF. You see those guys jump out of the ring all of the time. But there is, there's, they're not jumping into the crowd. Mm-hmm. This guy was jumping into the crowd. Not a designated area for so-and-so, whatever. Like, I mean, it was, it's the crowd. So then people started running. And it's like, you know, I saw, you saw a couple people get trampled a little bit. Now, everybody was respectful down there and helped each other up afterwards. And it appeared to me that there was no serious injuries. Um, I've got some footage that I, I posted on Instagram where some dude got his fucking suit and all that shit ripped in half and had blood on him. Like, was that part of their camp or just a fucking, you know, random dude sitting down there? I don't know that answer. But I will say this. Being there was exciting as shit. <laughs> dude. Because the fight itself, again, was pretty good up until uh, the end with the tap out where it's just like, man, I, I hate to see fights end like that, especially when you have two guys who can slug it out like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a lot of blood. There was a the Lewis fight, the Derek Lewis fight before that was fucking phenomenal. Heavyweights, two grown men, definitely not wrestling whatsoever, kicking the shit out of each other. And that was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. And uh, that guy's going to get a lot of shine today uh, and, and, and head straight to for a, a big title shot because that's that was a blast to watch. Uh, even McGregor, like that fight was good enough until the grappling issue that they'll have a rematch and like i'd pay money to go to that it was good right but yeah khabib look at the end of the day his his greatness is is recognized i get he's good uh same with mayweather though it's just it's boring to watch and if you don't have mcgregor in that fight i don't know who wants to pay and watch khabib fight true true so for look for mcgregor it makes sense Uh, his initial words right afterwards were look look uh, you know, we lost the fight, but won the battle. I'll be back for the rematch and it'll be great. And to me, it was very reminiscent of the way he lost to Nate Diaz, where uh, I think he was outclassed a little bit. But now that he's back fighting again, I, I think he could win the rematch for sure. 
Uh, and, I, and I'd be amped to see that. But wow, what a crazy event. What a crazy set of circumstances. And it was, you know, for, for one night, it was old school Vegas where you had the excitement and the crowd and holy shit. And I can't believe what happened. Um, I, I was surprised McGregor was a three to one underdog. I put money on him. Yeah. I got housed on that. Mm. Ugh, brutal. Somehow Vegas knows what they're doing, huh? It's crazy. So, sometimes the, the, <laughs> the last fight, you take the last fight, it was at the, the Cormier fight. They lost every card. They lost the main card and all the undercards. Vegas yeah. did. They had it wrong. All the underdogs won. So, uh, yeah, but it was, man, it, it was a blast. Uh, I, I want to let the audience in on shit that happens afterwards that you're like, oh, man, what's it, what's it really like? What, like what goes on afterwards with like the after parties and shit like that? Because I got invited to the, the big McGregor after party, and I was just like, oh, man, this, this is going to be crazy whatever. No, when he loses, it was a funeral. There was like 12 people in there and they've sold out like thousands worth of tables and all, all that other shit. And it was like one drink and then you leave. You're like, I'm, really? I'm not. yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to a normal sports bar afterwards. I would have maybe stayed for the booze, but yeah. 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 So uh, that, that's, uh, that, that's how that cookie crumbled, James. <laughs> But you had a time, didn't you? I had a blast. Uh, oh, yeah. boy. I, I had a real good time. Oh, yeah. We'll get into what you did right after the sponsors, Javes, who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. It's a premium roast to blend coffee. Not roast to order. One of those. One of those will get the you. The point is, it's not like pre-packaged, right? No, it's hot. It's wet. It's <laughs> yeah. right out of the roaster. Yeah. I, th- I think when it gets to your door, it had just been ground. Yeah, right? I mean, it's right out of there. Sure. It's, it goes right from that straight up your beehole. You know everything there is to know about coffee. Straight up your beehole. <laughs> it's almost like I have a fucking donkey, you know? I'm like a young Juan Valdez oh, just sure. walking through the bean fields. Is that it? Is that a bean field? Yeah, they're coffee beans for yeah, sure. Yeah, you bet. Uh, sure. Come on out to the bean field and get a little Black Rifle coffee for that mouth hole. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. They got K-Cups. They got bags. They got some of the finest apparel in the land. Those uh, Salt Rock coasters are fucking dope. Dude, I love them. I love all of their stuff. All their shit. It's There's great. certain people that just fucking get it yeah. apparel-wise. There's like a fine line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like cheesy, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then they I, do I it. I don't know. They, they fucking do fucking it every time. get it. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the one-time promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. I use it on the Coffee Club of the Month program, kids. I say it over and over and over again. And I'm happy I fucking have it. Uh, I'm, I think we're going almost two years now that we've had that. Oh, yeah. Coffee just gets shipped to your house. You're good to go. Bingo, bango, dodge, Durango. BlackRifleCoffee.com, promo code REVOLUTION, 20% off. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Boom, 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 shabloinkers. The premier energy drink in the biz, kids. Talking about four amazing flavors, lemon, grape, original, and orange. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch for energy. You rip it open and squeeze it into any liquid available. It's only about 99 cents a pack, so it's almost like you're fucking stealing it. You might as well get it. You get a promo code of Revolution for 20% off every single time. 
They're I they're, look, their little 10 pack is 10 bucks. Boom. Get that shit be on about your 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 business, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh or you can get that 750 milliliter bottle. That's that's what the big guy uses over here. That's for the professionals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a pro pro shop only. They also have a subscription a month and I dude, I have that as well. I've had that for I think almost 3 years now with that one cuz they do the other show too. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Big boy savings, big boy time, time, time. Uh, next up, we've got uh, straightrazors.com. They've missed it, James. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Mm. Smooth. Are you right, kids? Oh, there she is. Yeah. There she is, my little lady. <laughs> Forgot about James. Yeah, don't, don't forget about James. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Dre song? I can't think of it. Motherfuckers act like you forgot about James. <laughs> James. Yeah, well, now it's James. Um, it's always and it always will be. Yeah. Straightrazors.com's got some of the finest shaving products for you to be a man in this world. They've got uh, not only the razors are second to none, but they got safety razors in case you're, you're needing those. They got shaving shit. They got fucking beard oils, mustache waxes, conditioners, shampoos for your body. They got everything you need. Plus their cologne. Oh, their cologne and their aftershave are my two favorites in the land. Smolder. Get it. Get it on the fucking train, dude. Straightrazors.com. Come on, ride it. And ride it. <laughs> Straightrazors.com. A promo code revolution. 20% that's a off. Song, that's a cringeworthy song for me. It is. It is. That's, uh, you got a lot of shit there. And I'm super stoked that they're on the show, Javes. I'll, I'll never get tired of straight razors. I yeah. really won't. I really won't. I almost ran out of their aftershave in Vegas and almost fucking killed someone. Oh, no. Yeah, that is what it is. Uh, straightrazors.com, promo code REVOLUTION, 20% off. Last but not least, talking about my book, When Darkness Falls, He Doesn't Catch It. Highest rated book on all of Audible. Fuck everyone, dude. <sighs> Man, it's good. If you like this show... And everything that I do, go and pick up a copy of When Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it. Um, it's the best, man. Six and a half hours worth of magic. Would we be allowed to put a sample at the end of this? That sample from... Yeah, yeah. We can, we, we can do that. You want to put it, th- throw the sample at the end. That's how great this fucking thing is. I kind of love... I think that... Sells it. To me, kind of is like, yes. Right. Harkens back to a time when yeah. men were men. Yeah. Put we it, need it right now. Put it at the end of this and then go buy that shit. Uh, it's the greatest thing of all time. When Darkness Falls in and catch it, the sequel to A Night She Cries while he rides his steed. Hopping into the show, Jabes. I, look, Rostradamus, I called it, obviously. What? What are we talking about? Kavanaugh now? confirmation. Oh. I said 5149. I ended up being 5048. We're, we're all done with that. The, I, the, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to shut the fuck up about it after this show. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I do want to say is that I found extremely odd about it. The second, the second that was voted on and it was over, no one said a word about it. What? And how do you mean? The do you press, mean no- the media, no one said a word. Um, yeah. It is, it is dis- like that story is, is gone. It has disappeared. Yeah. Not one person is talking about it today. <laughs> Nothing. You're just like, whoa, did that, did we actually care about that for that many Mm-hmm. Weeks to get to the same number that I said it was going to be back in July. Right. I mean, I was one. I was one off. I said fifty-one forty-nine. It was fifty to forty-eight. 
All that's all of that shit ruining that guy's life for nothing. Um, uh, the only thing that I read about it today was there was a uh, a guy for for the there's a lady actually for uh, the Colbert show, which you know that I love. Mm-hmm. Your favorite, big big fan of that. Um, uh, a writer for him named uh, Ariel Dumas, and uh, she wrote afterwards. Um, I don't really care. We ruined Kavanaugh's life, and that's that's good enough. And that was it. Oh, cool. Yep. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Um, she issued a public apology for that after she got fucking nuked, and it's sure. like I, everything you were bitching about, and then you apologize for like uh, that's the same thing you're asking other people to forgive that you're the the candidates you're not against, so she can get fucked. This woman, uh, Ariel Dumas. Uh, her statement today was this. The last couple weeks have been hard for the country and for me personally. The complexity of frustration, anger, and sadness can't be accurately conveyed on Twitter. And I regret my tone-deaf attempt at sarcasm in the wake of it. Fuck off. You weren't being sarcastic. No. No. And, you know, look, I, 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 here was my response that blew up. I just said, but yet you won't be fired or face any repercussions because your boss doesn't give a fuck. Instead, you'll be lauded for your comments in the small bubble you live in, in your ne- at your next wine party on the Upper East Side. That's what I responded back to her. Nice. That's, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, God. They'll be able to pull her aside and be like, way to go. We privately agree with you. It was crazy, wasn't it? It was crazy out there, wasn't it? No, it's not. Uh, and you're a piece of shit. Um, the reason why I even want to dive into this, because, again, I'm, I'm done with the Kavanaugh thing after this. Um, I think that guy got fucking railroaded. And uh, once the FBI turned in their their in investigation and their findings, nobody even fought this. Not one single person. They went in and read it. And because uh, Democrats and Republicans each got the FBI report. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it, and it's sealed. But in this report, rumor has it, they were like, he wasn't even there. Right. N- nobody said a word. Vote happened, and it was, it was fucking over after that. The Democrats were quite pissed. They were pissed, but they, they look, they were pissed that Trump got a candidate in, right? that he's picking another Senate seat, or I mean, a uh, Supreme Court seat, and that's going to last for right. decades. Um, but I, I don't think anybody was pissed off about what was in this report. Again, the Democrats were, they said they didn't follow any leads, there was nothing in it, but at a certain point, there's nothing you can do. Done. So the reason why I bring all of this up is... Immediately, the shift went from Kavanaugh, fuck him, tear him down, burn everything around him. Uh, I'm a woman, I'm a fucking woman, here he roars, my pussy hat. To, hey guys, we're only 28 days away from the midterm elections and we need to go out and vote and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Does this, and I'm asking you this, does this whole Kavanaugh thing that went on killing this man for fucking a month now, do you think that, 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 that swings any of these votes coming up? Um, possibly. It's oh, like, oh, and, and to which side then? Well, usually, I mean, people don't go to the polls, right, to say thank you. They go to say fuck you, right? Yes. So Wh- which, ha- side, which side do you think they're yeah, going to having, say fuck you on is, is the question. Having said that, it would be the Democrat side, right? They really want to say fuck you. To Kavanaugh and I, Trump, right? But I'm not sure anymore. 
I'm not sure because I, I, you know, I would look, again, I think I, I've been in a different city essentially every weekend around the country now at this point. I mean, I was in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, uh, Dallas, fucking Las Vegas with, with just normal people. Cause we've been doing, you know, fucking shows and hanging out with everybody. And, um, uh, and then strangers like, dude, the Penn state thing. We camped out and had an RV and like we were with just normal people that we had no idea who they were for, for a few days. And I, I, I got the sense that they, they thought that he had gotten railroad, ra- railroaded yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. And so I, I think it might have the opposite effect in 28 days. Possibly. I don't want to live in, in our bubble either, though. You know what I mean? As far as, as what we think everybody's thinking. It's one of those things that you just don't know. You've been with people, like real people, salt yes. of the earth, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't so much gone to the other, the outskirts, right? And when I say people go to the polls to say, fuck you, I just think there's more on his side that are going to say, fuck you, right? Trump's side? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that it'll, the voter the amount of people that are voting is going to be a lot more because of this. I think people are pissed and a lot of people are pissed, but just for different things, right? For completely different things. It's just a matter of who has the numbers. And I think Trump has the numbers. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I'm, I, if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have said maybe the Democrats take back the house. I don't know anymore. And I had a conversation there was this one guy at Penn State, him and his family. They were awesome people. They were from New Jersey. So it was him, his wife, and he had four daughters. And uh, a couple of them were married, so they had their husbands, and they rented this huge RV, and they, I guess they do it for every Penn State. Like once a year for Penn State, they'll rent a huge RV thing, and it'll be a family weekend of like, hey, we're camping out, we're cooking together, we're hanging out together, and... We're uh, emptying we, the poop tank together. Yeah. Well, somebody else does that, but, <laughs> uh, um, uh, and, and they're kind of like, it's our one sort of vacation because I can't, the dad was re- really cool and super honest. He was like, look, I have a family of five kids. I can't afford to take everybody to Hawaii for Christ's sakes. You know what sure. I'm saying? Um, but, uh, as a kid, I would have chosen the RV trip over Hawaii. Right. Any day. Sure. Which we did do. But I, I don't think I even had a, I didn't even want to go to Hawaii as a child. So I, I got to, I get to sit down, um, have dinner with these, these guys, uh, hang out, share. We, we had some stateside vodka. We gave, mm-hmm. we gave them some booze and, uh, and I got to hang out with them. And I, I just had a, a really genuine conversation about the world and everything that was going on. Um, one of the daughters was married to a, uh, a, a woman. Mm-hmm. She was a lesbian. Yeah. And she was a huge fan of drinking bros. Nice. It's, we got on a FaceTime uh, with all of their friends and all that stuff or whatever. And uh, their ages ranged from, I would say the youngest girl was 20 um, to like 35. So it was like somewhere in there. I mean, it was, it was a big age gap of all these people. Mm. And I was asking, I was like, cause they were, they wanted to talk about the, the show and why the podcast was so successful. And they could not believe that 
people at home wanted to FaceTime all of us, you know, they were like, Jesus Christ, you have a really big show, you know, drinking bros. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we chatted with them and and the dad had asked me why he thought, why, how did the show get so big? And I was like, well, you know, we predict the election. We talk about things that are going on in the world and we kind of do it in a real level in a, in a normal conversation, like level. And How real people talk. Like we're not yes. experts on anything. No. We're literally just having a conversation the way, the same way that you guys have conversations with your friends or your whatever and kind of hash stuff out and talk about it. That's that's all we can offer, right? It's totally. So one of them had mentioned my election prediction show from, from uh, two years ago about the Trump thing when I picked it. And they were like, how did you know? And I, and I, I had just said, you know, I'd gone to rallies and things like that and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I've, I also talked to people, like just talked to normal people just to try to gauge what was going on. And I was like, since you guys brought it up, you want to talk about it now? Like what you're going to do in this, this upcoming midterms? And the dad was just like, oh boy, uh, here we go. And I was like, oh, we don't, we don't have to talk about Trump or anything at all. And he goes, no, 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 I'm the opposite. Uh, he goes... I think this is important. I think our country is important. My kids don't care. Don't give a shit about voting. Don't give a fuck about who's in office or whatever. And I was just like, really? And so I was sitting with them and we were around uh, like a, not a campfire, but something like that. And I was like, really? I was like, the the one was 21 years old. And I think she went to Rutgers. And I was like, I go, so you're, you're in school. Like I remember being in college and everybody during the election and things like that, like you seem like people were rallying around it, you know, like, mm-hmm. great, we're going to go vote for so-and-so and, and all that stuff. And I asked her and she goes, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And then he literally pipes up and goes, dude, this is millennials. Her and all of her friends do not fucking care. Don't care about midterm elections. Don't care about the president who's running nothing. I didn't care until way later really? in life. Yeah. Yeah. And then even now, I mean, I loved a couple years ago when politics were boring to me and they were boring to a lot of people. Yeah. And nobody really, there was a few, I guess you're saying you were politically active in in college. I don't think that's really normal. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying politically active. I'm saying midterm. I mean, well, no, no, no. And I'll get to that. Um, but I'm saying when I was 18 and I turned old enough to vote, okay. I, I cared about it. And okay. I, I, would try, I tried to make an informed decision on it. And we also had this thing growing up where, and I can remember as far back as to like fourth grade, where if, if a president was elected, we used to have these fake ballots. And then the, as kids, like we would write the name down if we wanted for president. And then they read it off at the end of class and so and so. And then they were like, now go home during the election. And just understand that this is the process. You're putting your your name on a thing and then you're voting and then they're going to tell you who won and all that stuff. And like they involved us, I guess. And uh, you're right. I didn't care about the midterm elections. I didn't know anybody in these. Nothing. I probably, much like most people in the world, didn't give a fuck until, I don't know, man. Eight years ago, 12 years ago, tops, like for, for midterm elections. I think Obama was the first president that yes. I voted for. Yeah, yeah I, but, I, but I, I'll say this. I think that that was a lot of people, right? Yeah. And I think after just him. Just age-wise too. But yeah. yeah. I, I think after them, it just kind of died out where it was just like, all right, great. Um, so sitting around talking to all these people like and talking to this family, this normal dad. And he was like, man, millennials, 
don't fucking care. And I was like, that's what I had kind of guessed, right? Um, but you read the media every day and it, it makes it seem like everybody cares and is mm-hmm. going out to do shit or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't because you absolutely should. Right. But I don't think the turnout that they think it's going to be is actually going to happen based on what I'm hearing just from talking to normal college students and people who are, you know, who could, who could swing an election right. one way or the other. Like, I don't know if they come out and vote. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like people with jobs and like lives, busy lives, can't really protest and can't really get out there and... They don't have time. Do you know what I mean? So I think that these people that are, are trying to enact change that way. And so when you hear this thing of like, let's get it to the polls and stop fucking holding the signs, I think is the new thing that they're trying So they are trying to push that instead of like, get out there, hold those signs, like accost people in the elevator. Like that didn't sway his vote, by the way. Um, No, no. Like not at all. It didn't change anybody's vote. Well, this thing on the daily, which I'm... I don't know why you listen to that. Because I like to hear what they fucking think. Mm. So they seriously thought they were like, we didn't... And they interviewed those girls and they were just like we had no the lady was like foreign or whatever she's like i had no idea that what i was saying to him would have that much impact and you're like it didn't no he was pressing that button he kept pressing that elevator button and it wouldn't go because her fucking foot was there but anyway and um flake by the way that's the way his face looks like don't think that you got to him in any way (laughs) he has this kind of droopy he always looks like he's affected he's not yeah. You talk to him afterwards or someone interviewed him right after and he's like, well, that's what, you know, that's what happens. It was like so blase, just like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. happens all the time. It's like, what, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I me personally, because we're going to do a big pre-election show the night before um, on the Ross Patterson Revolution. In talking to all these people in this get out and vote and all this other shit, I, I don't know that that many people come out and actually vote. This is the first time, by the way, because uh, they're spending money, Democratic Party spending money in all of these cities across the nation just to get out and vote. They're not saying who to vote for, so that way it seems like, oh, great. Because they think yes. that they have all the votes, as long as you vote. So driving in uh, from, from the airport, I saw it on our main street, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, wait what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case. At all. And, and I've been talking to a lot of people. We'll like, we'll see. Again, we'll see. I don't, I don't want to be the same in that I live in a bubble of like, you know, all my, the people on Facebook and Instagram, like to me, it seems like everybody's on the same side, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, I don't yeah. want to be in that bubble either, but um, you really never know. And don't ever think that you got it on lock. Anybody. No. Like really do get out there and vote because you know what I mean? Not anyone, not one side has it completely locked down to where, you know, people cannot vote and have it still work out the way that you want it to. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we will do a show. We will do a show the day before and <clears throat> I'll go over my predictions and whatnot and, uh, and we'll do it. But, but just going through these cities, like I, I don't, I don't really know how much people care. 
<laughs> like that's the again. That's the, I don't. The older really. people. I will say this: like the the older people I've talked to, um, thirty five plus care. Mm-hmm. Everyone else under is just like, no, I don't. What? Like I don't. Who cares? Like, but again, I cares. say I say I'm like a baby. That's like when you overstimulate a baby. He ju- they just shut down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's too much going on, they literally just shut down and go to sleep. And that's how I feel in this time. Like it's just so much shit on both sides that I just, a lot of the times I just shut down. I'm just like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. And again, you're like, why do you listen to the daily? It's like, I just, maybe it's confusing myself, but I just want to know what both sides are trying. Like, uh, their perception and it's so for one the same issue can have just completely different opinions and or or perceptions of it yeah it's crazy i just find that part of it crazy everything else i'm just like whatever i i, I do feel this though and again before we do our prediction show and all this stuff I, I do feel this if they don't win if the if the democratic party doesn't win back the house and they've spent all of these millions of dollars trying to get people to go out and vote for them and all this other stuff the meltdown after that will be what do you do then then you're you got to wait another two years for some form of election you're fucked at that point right and uh that that could be really really hilarious just to see i mean it's gotten so bad that little t swift had to had to I know start talking politics. That, that that was the other one that that I you saw today. Didn't that, have to by the that, way. That shocked me. Where it was just like, oh, you didn't have to. That that's who you're. Mm. Wow. I like. I was surprised to see her come out. She's never come out and said shit. Yeah. And uh, now she came out and was just like, I'm a fucking Democrat, which is weird because half of her audience, maybe more than half, is probably country, and um, yeah, that's not going to play too well for her. But I guess, you know, you, re- you reach a certain age where you're like, you have to, I don't know. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, uh, you're right. Dude. She, uh, she took a beating for her. She tried to very, very, very Taylor Swift it today and just say this was only for the candidates in Tennessee where I live. Mm. But it's just like, oof. She may be taking, they were saying she may be taking a page out of Kanye's book where picking a side really aggressively gets you lots of, uh, of play. Uh, picking, picking a side, picking a side really aggressively will make you go viral and people will be talking about you all the time, which is what's happening with Kanye, I, I guess I don't know. For for me personally, like uh, whatever Kanye is doing um, is his own shit. I'm, musician wise, I just care about the music. So if if mu- great music is great music, and I think if Taylor Swift bro- drops a fucking banger album, nobody's gonna give a fuck about her politics. Same with Kanye. If this next album he comes out with is, is incredible, I, no one's going to care. Yeah. Same as earlier on the summer too, because he did that shit early in the summer. Nobody fucking cared once the Pusha T album dropped and they were like, you're a genius. You're the best. Like, we're good. So, eh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll find out. But it's going to get uh, super interesting for the next month. Right. Um, and I'm excited for it to be over with. There's nothing yeah. that I hate worse than uh, political campaign ads on my television all the goddamn time. <sighs> They're funny. But yeah. Ugh, the worst. The absolute worst. He vote for so and so because everybody else hates everyone. <laughs> the best friends are chemical 
wasteland yeah, could yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you watch both sides, you think you're going to die. Either way, you're going to die. You're oh, going to yeah. die. It's going to be over with. And I'm all done. You're not going to die. Right. You're just nuts, Jabes. Um, let's be done with that. Where? What else? Let's, let's talk about you. I really, I really, I really, really want to focus in on you. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. Don't do it. James. What? You ran four miles today. <laughs> four miles again. Did you run four miles? It was four, right? I ran four miles. And again, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't even put on your, your running shoes for Ex- four miles. Explain this to the audience because this, I, I find this really interesting. What? So anyone who's a runner knows that you don't you don't even walk out of the front door for less than five. <sighs> you can't do it. Hearing you say that makes me depressed because for me, five miles is that's a, that's a fucking hour of just. But it really takes time it. to to get to that point. Like you can't just run five miles out of nowhere. Like you do if you're a, be- a beginning runner. You run two, you know, then you break two, and you start running three, then you break right. three, blah blah blah. But on a daily basis, a professional runner should not do anything less than six. If you want to, oh, boy, that's a lot. Yeah, but you're not. You don't. You're not a runner. You like I'm lift. A, no, you I'm know not, what I mean. Like, yeah, it's a specific running. Unless I'm yeah, being chased. It's a specific thing. So if you know, then you know. Um, the other thing I like to do to keep it, you know, keep me going mm-hmm. is um, I will race random people. Huh. A man, woman, child, grandma, grandpa, I don't care who you are. I will run up next to you for a little bit and act like kind of like we're racing. Really? And then I will pull out in front of you. And they're like, people think it's a little bit weird because they're just like walking in the park or whatever. Sure, sure. And I'm like race. They, someone is racing them. And you need that for your life? Yeah, because I'm, I'm competitive, but running is very like solo, right? Yeah. So unless you're in a race... It's really hard to get that like competitive, like beating someone kind of keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just find random, whether it's like a mom and her stroller with her stroller, I'll just kind of jog next to them for a little bit, give them a look, yeah, look yeah. over and give them a look like it's fucking on and they get really weirded out, sometimes pissed. And then you do something. And some. then I just fucking just like race out from them. Yeah, you lifting my arms like I'm going through the the finish line. You know what I mean? And they're just like, that was fucking weird. And then after that, I go into a forest and um, kind of run through looking for bodies. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and also, still- I'm the also I'm the tiredest at that point, which is weird. Right? It's kind of unsafe, don't you think, to yeah, kind of be bit. running through really tired and like breathing hard. If there was anybody that wanted to take me down. I that think would be I, the time. I think I'd like to start uh, maybe a company that's um, called Chase by Murderers. And uh, so oh. it's, it's to help people work out where it's just like, hey, oh my God, that's you run awesome. off down a path into the woods somewhere. And then oh. I like one of my a guy from my company chases you through the woods uh, trying to murder you. And, uh, you know, at the end of the hour, you know, you know, whenever you have to go back and pick, pick up your kids or whatever it is you have to do in your day, it stops. And then the murderer is just like, hey, I'm in here. love with this idea. Yeah. I'm not joking. Chased by a murderer. And God, then, how far could you run? Do you think? That's what I'm asking. Because I will tell you this. The thing about running as well is that your body can do it. Like you personally, if you wanted to, not wanted to, but it, you, you could run 26 miles tomorrow. 
Yeah, yes. And so, but like your body can do it. It's the mental part that you have to get over always. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I have gone a full 26, by the way. Miles? Yes. What and, are you talking about? Uh, not, not in a marathon, but in, in a life or death situation um, that, that I thought was life, life or death at the time. Uh, we, we rolled somebody's house. We went back, you know, toilet paper at somebody's house. Okay. Went, went back. Wait, this is a crazy story. We mm-hmm. went back then later on in the evening, re-rolled this kid's house, and the dad was waiting inside the garage. Sure. Uh, so we had lined up trash cans in front of the garage in case a car was going to get out of there or whatever we would know. Uh-huh. Garage door goes up. This dad, some, whoever the, the guy's house we were rolling, was in the car, and he had it faced outward, punches it. I mean, boom, hits it. Trash cans explode. We go running down the street. I'm in the middle of the street and I, I fucking eat it. Like, I mean, skin my knee. Like, I'm running faster than my body can physically go. Sure. Um, I, I skin it. He's not slowing down. I don't know what this guy's breaking point was. And like, I never got a fucking full answer for it. But he also called the police. So I'm in, at this point, I get up off the ground and he hops the curb. And I was just like, I'm looking for woods that this motherfucker can't drive through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hit him, hit the woods, and I'm going through blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm getting that late at night, getting destroyed by branches, like, you know, everywhere and, and all of this <laughs> shit. And stupid. this, the dad gets out of his car with, it appeared to be a gun. I don't want to say definitively because I don't, I don't know. It was really dark, but like me and my buddy is the right, everybody scatters at that moment. And so as a driver, you've got to focus on just one group. And it was my group, me and my other buddy who were, who were going and like, you're right. I was running, I was going, that's the fastest I've ever run in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be killed. Right. And then you add the police element on top Mm -hmm. of it. Um, yes and, and like dude 26 were you 26 miles from your house or something yes oh, so, okay. so I, I we were really really far and I, I don't and i'm in the middle of the woods in georgia and like anybody who's from outside of atlanta at that point it wasn't built up so there was like a lot of unfinished subdivisions and things like that you know how'd you guys get there you just ditched the car or something? ditched the car ditched everything oh, okay. so i mean we we left we, we left it all jabes like oh, left it all he left it all on the dance floor <laughs> right so the, the the police are coming and they're you know they're they're chasing after us um we're on foot they're on foot running through the woods and it, and it just gets to a point where you're you're far enough out and in, out into the woods that they give up because you can't really see and let you know nobody was calling in for choppers back then so I, I i'm in the woods and i'm running as fast as i can and i'm with you know i'm with my buddy and uh like they're they're got a point in the certain a certain point in the night where he was like, I can't go on anymore. I don't know. Like freaked out, scared, lost. And he goes, I would rather just get arrested at this point. So I'm going to head back. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not right off. I will figure it out. I remember. So it was was about a good, about, about a good nine hours. I was out through the woods, through neighborhoods, oh my God. no, no cell phones, you know, didn't have cell phones at that time. No maps. I couldn't drop a pin, try to figure out where I was. Sure. Like I was purely going off of where I thought I was in this city at, you know, 17 years old or whatever. And I, I, I want to say right around 830 or whatever, I, I finally figured out a way back to my buddy's house wow. where, where we had left our shit and, you know, everything yeah. else. And yes, I remember thinking at that night, like, dude, I, I can run forever. And I mean, 
the, the next day I was dead as if I had run a fucking marathon. For sure you did. So but I think if you paid a service like that, you're mm-hmm. right. Your body can do it. If you paid a service for somebody to come out and, you know. To get you out of your head. Yes. Because that's all that really needs to 100%. happen. And then literally, I don't care how big you are. I don't care how much you like haven't worked out. Like yep. You will be able to run yeah. the whole marathon or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and, and, and at that point, I, like I had never thought about something like that. All I was thinking about was, well, at this point, trying not to get arrested. Right. Um, and I don't know how much damage was done or whatever and all that other shit. And I was just like, I'm I'm not going to be a part of that. You're not getting me for, for that. No. And, and then when he that dude chased me down the, the road into the woods and I fell and all that other stuff, like, I don't know if he would have driven over us or what, how angry this guy was at yeah, this point. Geez. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really wild. <laughs> so in my life... That yes, that's probably the only time where I was just like, yeah. If I'm running from police, I don't think about. You're right. My body didn't think about how far I could or couldn't go. Yeah. So you have to do certain. For me, you have to do certain things to just mess with your mind a little bit because you know your body can do it. You only. I'm the only thing I'm really working on is my mind. So like switching up songs, switching up your route, like you know, just weird things like that to to get you through it and to get you over a hump. Cause once you do, once you pass like five, five or six, mm-hmm. it's like runners euphoria or whatever. And you just, you can go really but it's just getting past a certain hump, whichever that, whatever that is for you. Like if you go to the gym, like what do you think is like in your right now, mm-hmm. if I said run as much as you can, what do you think would be your like top out? Would it be like five, six in an hour? Just going to the gym and running, not like yes. So I thought I've, I've thought about this. Five or six is where you start being like. I thought about no this. More. If if I didn't have to worry about how I felt the next day, okay, right? I think I could go ten miles. Okay, but uh, wait, this is a huge butt on this. I know I'm going to have blisters. I know that I'm going to be so unbelievably sore that I'm not going to want to get out of bed the next day. Right. It's one of those things where, you know, you roll out at like two, two in the afternoon and you're like, holy cow, I'm so fucking sore. I might take a chew or something and just go right back to sleep. Well, I know it's going to fuck run. up my next day. You do run, right? I do. Yeah. So at what point on the treadmill are you like, fuck dude, I can't do it. Is it five, six? Do you know what I mean? When you're running just for your cardio or whatever, at what point are you like, this is, this is it. Five. Five, right? Yeah. So. Five miles. Yeah. And that's kind of for most people where it's like five, five. And so once you break that five, like once you go six or seven, go eight, you know what I mean? A couple times. Right. That's when you get on the other side of where it starts. Your body gets like cooler. It's weird. Like you're not super like hot anymore. It's just a weird thing. Um, I need, I need complete and utter distraction. I need, uh, cause I'm with you on the music thing. Music is important, but I switch songs so much. I get sick of playlists easily. I don't know if you do. Yes. So like I have to download a couple shit before I go out on the run because I need something new and then I need yellow wolf, get the fuck up around like three mile three. Sure. So that one, you need a song, like whatever that may be for you that like kicks you into gear. Right. No matter what, every time you hear it, you get fucking pumped. Right. So you, you have to strategically put your songs on your playlist to where you start to like slow down. And it like gets you going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'm just I, saying for I, me. Me personally, music wise, I'm, 
oh man, I feel I feel cooked on it. Where I, I just I'm done. There, there's not enough. I, I would have to switch by hand every single time. Roll through a catalog of five thousand. Like I'm tired of it. The easiest way for me is if a football game is on. Yeah. Then I can just watch that and not focus on any part of the because I hate it all the way around. I hate the treadmill and I hate running so much. Mm-hmm. I need a football game on. Um, podcasts are tough because they're, I, I love, really I, lo- I love podcasts, I can't run but it's them. so slow that it's unmotivating to me where, you know, if I'm in the gym, just working out, lifting weights, yeah. Throw on a podcast. Fuck it. Um, totally. Or if you're for running me, is different, man. Yeah. For me, if I'm on my way back, I can listen to a podcast. Right. So the way that I break my, with my mind too, is that I will run out half the amount. So I'm not going in circles, not doing the, not doing tracks because I need to run out and literally the only way for me to get home is to do four more. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only way I can sort of get like a big run in as well. But so I can listen to podcasts on the way back when it's just like, well, I'm just getting home. You know what I mean? Uh You don't need to be like pumped to get to like your turnaround. (laughs) You're just like, get me home so you can get distracted. But we've been talking about running for a really long time. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, that's the world right now. Listen. Listen. It's a real banger. Real banger. Uh, The last thing I want to bring up is uh, Post Malone just signed on to to star in a Mark Wahlberg movie. And I hope he's not jumping the shark. I don't want to see him pop up in movies that much. No. And do you think Tiffany Haddish is overexposed? I don't watch her shit, but yes. Don't you see her fucking everywhere do, on yeah. every single thing? That's what anyway. happens. Her and Kevin Hart, I think. Look, I love Kevin Hart, but I think he's overexposed as well. I think she's going the Amy Schumer route. Well, but as anyway. long as she doesn't switch to political, because like I saw, you see Schumer get, get arrested over the weekend? No. Oh, yeah. No. She showed up for the Kavanaugh thing. So she got arrested for that kind of stuff? Protesting, yeah. Oh, they love it. They love it. Well, she lo- she loves it. Her fan base has fallen into the toilet. Really? Oh, oh yeah. She can't open a movie. Um, fired her agency. Uh, I believe she just signed with uh, William Morris. Uh, yeah, she did. And, you know, whenever that starts to happen. Because when you're that big already, chances are you're only with one of the three top agencies, CAA, UTA, or William Morris. And... Uh, uh, it's not the agents, sweets. It's not the agents that yeah. are, are, are the problem. It's it's you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people people are tired of because if you're good, you you can have any agent. They, oh yeah, and if I, you're I've good, you could have a, a manager that like yep believed in you when you were nothing. You can keep the same one forever. Yeah. if you're good. If you're good. If you great in your hustle, could be the same person forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, they, and it could be super small. The guys that are the people that are working the most, and, and since I get this question all the time, I'll, I'll answer that. Like the, the people that are, that are working the most, who are the most consistent working actors over and over and over again, are with the smaller to mid level agencies because those agents need those clients to work to fucking eat. Yep. Whereas William Morris or UTA, they don't give a fuck. Um, and there's a goddamn, there's a great story I'm, I'm waiting to tell again after Matt's book comes out about, oh, okay. about that whole world okay. that will really change your mind on all of this shit. So did you see Lindsay Lohan uh, getting slapped? Yeah. Yep. Trying to save what well, she thought she was trying to save some, uh, some human trafficked. She appeared to be talking to them in another language too. 
which was... It did appear that way. She knows a couple words, but basically she keeps a really heavy accent. <laughs> so it's like really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, you know, you know when people talk to like Spanish pe- yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, people yeah. and they'll like kind of have an accent a little bit. Yeah. To like think that that's how they're going to understand them better. That's how it was. And she was just, you know, she just really wanted to save those boys from their family. And she got fucking slapped. And I love it. And I think she, I'm going to say, I don't want to Rostradamus, but. Yeah. She might be on a, on a death list for 2019. You know, I'm going to go death list for her. I'm going to put her on the list. I can't figure out what her sitch is. And when I say that, I mean, uh, has she just mentally gone so far down the rabbit hole that it's, there's no returning mentally? Or is it drugs? Because I, 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 I watched both, that yeah. video where she was, thought she was saving some kids from sex trafficking, which was... That's when she got slapped. That's yeah, what I mean. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's what I'm referring to. Oh, when, yeah. when you start doing shit like that, yes. is that because you're now surrounded by so many people who don't tell you you're a fucking weirdo just because they want to hang out with you and be in the famous world of Lindsay Lohan? Or is that a drug situation where it's just like, oh man, somebody's really fucked up on drugs? Well, I think it's both because have you seen her dancing video? Her big, big mood? Her dancing at her club in Mykonos or whatever? <laughs> You haven't seen that? No. She's wearing a silver. J- she is so pilled out. It's not. It's a great meme. Really? You've seen it. I know you have. Yeah, I, I'll check it out. When I mean, you see I, it, you'll be like, looks "Oh, pilled out to me." So. so she's like dancing and doing her hair flip, and she's on stage at her club in Mykonos. Oh, Every meme about it is the best. <laughs> it's big. It's big mood time. It is big <laughs> mood. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's uh, both. I think she's. I think she has issues, and she's trying to self-medicate, and she's running away, and she's like, think she has this weird God complex. I don't know what her fucking deal is, but yeah. um, she's. <laughs> are you watching it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is it everything? I. I uh... Do you just want to be there? I just want to be there at that club, man. When I see her dancing like that on stage, I just think, ah. I'm a loser. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, She's I, got it all figured out. It's crazy. Um, the lot, look, the lottery is up to half a billion dollars right now, Jabes. If you could just low hand out and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> would you take your half a billion and just do it? And just low hand? Thanks. Her, her mom filed for bankruptcy last week, by the way. Sure. Dina. Dina Lohan. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't care. But um, no, I know that. But uh, if if you could just low hand it out and not care about the world with with you know a half a billion, if you won this lottery tomorrow night, no man, I don't think I would low hand. Neither would you. No, I might check out for six months. Yeah, I would take a fucking break for sure. <laughs> but um, I don't think I would make a. I don't think my life would be a vacation. I actually get kind of bored on vacation. I was watching this like commercial for sandals. Uh-huh. Jamaica? And, yeah. And they, yeah. not Jamaica, but one of those, uh, Antigua, I think where they have, it's, you're almost like your own dock that goes all the way out. And then your, your hotel and uh, your, your room, sorry, yeah. is on your its room. own thing. There's nothing around you. Yeah. You're just completely, I'd get fucking bored there, dude. 
I was looking at like this couple on the, they're like out on the dock, their own dock, their own thing, yeah, yeah. holding hands. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would want to do that for maybe a day and a little bit into the night. But get, when it gets around happy hour, I would definitely turn to you and be like, let's go find a fucking bar. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's like let's go get loose yeah. somewhere. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think there's, there's people that will love that. But vacation, it's real fun. But at a certain point, I, I start to be like, all right, I need to get back to my life, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. You wouldn't? I don't know anymore, James. What do you mean don't you know don't anymore. know anymore? You wouldn't? At this you point, would stay on vacation forever? Right now, today, if you're asking me today, um, after the 90th trip in a row, I'm pretty exhausted. So yeah, maybe checking out a life for six months would be dope. But who knows? Six months is a really long time, dude. Is it? <laughs> is it? It is. I mean, I guess I would do would that. Would you miss anything? No, I mean, uh, look, I, I'm just... I'd have to be in a little town. Like, I'd start to, like, get yeah, my yeah, routine course, in, like, course. the yeah, little, little Antigua town. You have a little town, for sure. We'd become the, the mayor. Of, of Antigua. Yeah. Uh, this is the point of the revolutionary... This is the point of the show where we get to the revolutionary figure of the day, Jables. Yeah. Um, this one's going out to uh, James Jarrett Miller, also known as Fan Man. Oh, that was his real name. That was his real name. Pandemonium. Uh, he was an Chaos. American uh, parachutist and paraglider, known for uh, for jumping in the ring for that that, that Riddick Bowe Holy Holyfield fight. Says here he, he's dead now. He killed himself suicide by hanging. Well, he had he had some kind of issues, huh? <laughs> I just thought he was a man who who was loved, landing, yeah. loved to parachute, just accidentally stumbled into maybe the wrong location. He, do you think maybe he thought he was gonna, maybe he was trying to die during that, and it like no, didn't work I, out the way he wanted? I, I he was one of those guys who you know, thrill seeker. No, no, <laughs> not a thrill seeker. You know, you know when people want to make statements that are just like so bizarre, of like, "Hey, man, I'm going to do this, and this yeah. is for whatever reason." Ch- children are oh, making it- shoes over oh. in wherever it is. Uh, yeah, it's just he, he didn't do it. Fan man didn't do it for me. Okay. Um. So, uh, R.I.P. I guess, but I I, did, I haven't thought about him since that day. So, would I, I wouldn't even know if if he didn't do it. <laughs> uh, but I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. That's why I bring it up. I'm surprised being at, at, at all of these events. I'm really, really surprised that this type of shit doesn't happen more often. Security, besides the masters, the masters had amazing security. Security at the rest of this shit is just kind of like, eh. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, there, the there fact a, that they were able to get that crazy without being completely broken up. Yeah, there was uh, at the last event, somebody had one of those long metal uh, vape pens, those weed pens, you mm-hmm. know, and we were going through a metal detector and I was like, I, what are you going to do about this one, Holmes? And I was like, you might want to ditch it. These seats were pretty expensive. Like, I, there's no way else in. And he's just like, just put it in my shoe. You know, it doesn't the, like the metal detector only goes up to a certain point. And I was like, mm. yeah, walked right through and said nothing happened. Nice. I was like, what? What's to stop you from putting a knife in there? Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But like fan man and shit, you're coming in from outside the stadium like that. There's so many open air stadiums. Again, I'm surprised, especially with like fucking 
parachuting and, and uh, extreme sports that nobody's right. done it during the middle of like the Monday night game at like Soldier Field. It's open air. They're not going to shoot you out of the sky, I don't think. Well, it's risk versus re- reward, right? Like, what are you, what are you going to get? Well, fan What are you going to gain? Yeah, if you're fan man, I mean, you know, and you have a statement to make. Okay. I'm surprised nobody, here's, here's what I'm saying. I'm surprised nobody with a political agenda has attempted to parachute into an event, you know, with them spray painted like somebody with a fucking Trump hat on or something like that. Like, I'm surprised there isn't more of these, especially when anyone can just get a plane and, you know, hang glide over or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe there's air clearance or something you have to get. So maybe the pilot would be fucked. Maybe that's the reasoning behind it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure we'll get mail from it either way. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But RIP fan, man. You were uh, really special to this world and no one cared. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, though, I enjoyed that fight Saturday night. That was, uh, that was a wild time being there. Holy shit. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. What up, girl? What up, girl? And uh, to McGregor. Who I love. I hope he does the same thing that he did in the Diaz fight. I hope he comes back, uh, trains harder than ever, and exacts his revenge and becomes the champion that the world deserves. We always joke about the heroes we, we deserve. Like mm. that's one we do. I just right. I miss that I miss that big worldly personality. It's just missing to me in sports. And uh, uh, I hope he gets gets in there real soon. For Jesse Wiseman, aka the Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is the revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night.